spiritual awakening is about unlearning the programming that you've held onto your whole life. Mastering the basics again, mastering your mind, transforming the world from the inside out. Because you are not the body who has a soul. You are the soul who is flowing through the body. so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Mary. I'm a certified spiritual life coach and light leader, helping you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. Now, this podcast is not just for anybody. I meant to tailor this for spiritual seekers or really for anyone who wants to learn how to expand their consciousness. So keep an open mind. Not everyone will understand where I'm coming from, but if you're here, you're either curious and ready to learn more or you're unsure if you're going through a spiritual awakening yourself and would like a deeper understanding. So I'm going to go straight to the point because there's so much information to be shared. Um, And we're going to start with the definition. So what is spiritual awakening? Spiritual awakening, for me at least, it's a shift from knowledge to awareness. Now, for so long, we've acquired so much knowledge that whenever we're faced with a situation or, say, a problem, thoughts would just come up on autopilot as a response. And over time, we become so identified with those thoughts, feelings, or emotions that we forget we're not them. You know, although we think thoughts and we feel feelings, we are not our thoughts. I'll elaborate this further because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in our problems, especially nowadays in the heat of the moment, right? Because we're usually so irritated that our ego takes control and, you know, either becomes reactive or holds on to grudges. This is the same with positive experiences. Now, when we feel attached to our memories or certain events or people, we are essentially giving them the power to make us feel a certain type of way if we're not self-aware. So spiritual awakening is such an important journey for all of us to go through because it, it reminds us that we are the awareness, the observer behind our thoughts and not our ego. To simplify that, you may ask, you know, what do you mean, Mary? I am my thoughts. I'm the one thinking them. Okay, well, who is this I that you're talking about? If you are the thinker, then who's aware of these thoughts that you're thinking? If you are the thinker, then who's aware of these thoughts that you're thinking? You can't be aware of something unless you're separate from them, right? You know, even if you stop thinking about the past, about the future, and just come back to the present moment where you've dropped everything, including your identity, status, age, what you want, what you don't want, pure consciousness still remains. That's the real you. Our bodies are our vessels which we can experience the physical world. So we're able to touch, smell, feel, taste, and see. Our minds, which is our intellect, has its time and place to come out because it lets us be rational in the practical world, right? It calculates, it signals our brain to go on fight-or-flight mode where 
Um, when we feel unsafe, therefore it creates practical solutions, but are still very limited. It can only go so far. That's why, you know, the most amazing ideas come from thinking outside the box. It comes from mainly feeling, having that intuitive gut instinct, because that's not created by the mind or the ego. Those impulses come from our soul. I know in my case, you know, as a realist, I'm very rational when it comes to decision making. But the best decisions I've made were always made when my brain and my heart are coherent with each other. For example, you're in a relationship where your partner doesn't appreciate you. They're very manipulative and, you know, has even physically disrespected you. But in the end, you know, you love him and would do anything for him. You know for a fact that you should leave because you don't deserve that. But somehow you rationalize excuses to stay. I've been there. I'm sure you have been there too. Those intuitive impulses that you got to leave that relationship because it's not helping you evolve comes from your soul. But your ego stops you because you feel a sense of security and worthiness that someone is in a relationship with you in the first place. Because without your partner, you may feel ashamed that you're not good enough, or it might be too late, or whatever the reason is, it's coming from your ego. Waking up is recognizing that you as a soul is already perfect, therefore you don't need anyone or anything to prove your worthiness. When people hear spiritual awakening, they think it's like some magical event, right? It's not. It's really just a shift from knowledge to awareness. Thoughts have no power over you unless you let it. And I'm sure you've heard this before, that we are spiritual beings living a temporary human experience. But what does that even mean? It means that even when our bodies die, our soul remains. That even without our thoughts, pure awareness is still left. There's so many cases of near-death experiences where those affected have left their bodies. And for them, it's personal proof that they are more than just physical beings. My mom has encountered this phenomenal, inspiring miracle before, and since then, she looks at life differently than the average Joe, because life is a gift. When we remember who we really are, we experience deep peace and bliss, and if you're like me, you start wanting to learn more about what we're truly capable of. If you haven't read the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, oh man, I advise you to start there because... It's going to give you a deeper understanding about the ego, your higher self, and how you can access that bliss that is always available to you. I always recommend this book to all my clients because it's like a staple. It's like your Bible in the spiritual world. That book was a catalyst in my spiritual seeking days, and it's truly changed my life. I now see how much better I've gotten dealing with everyday challenges. But you have to be ready for those things, you know? Because if I had read that book a year prior that I actually did, I would not understand it. It's like you have to be ready for that kind of information or else you won't really get it. So, who am I? Who are you? What am I? What is human consciousness? How can we reconnect with our higher self? When we look in the mirror... We see a reflection of our outside, right? Our physical body, but it's not the whole truth. When we look within, spirituality makes us aware of two parts of ourselves, our body and our soul. 
the visible and the invisible. Now, many teachings, especially in Hinduism, tells us that the seat of the soul is located just between and above our eyebrows, where our third eye is. Now, we obviously aren't able to see it physically, but I can tell you right now, as a skeptic in the past, that even during my meditation, when I focus on that spot and completely drop my thoughts, my identities, I not only experience a state of inner peace and love, but I actually start to have visions and I start to channel inspiration and have these like involuntary body movements where I feel the prana, right? Our energy, our life force flow through me like a dance. I'm not going to lie. It kind of makes me look like I'm possessed or something, but I swear I'm not. It's, it's such a beautiful feeling. Your body is purging when that happens. I remember during my meditation, I, I was crying at the end of it. It was like the stagnant energy that was within me that could not move finally found a way to get out. And crying can be one of those ways. Now I can go on about the third eye and the power of meditation, obviously, but I won't because that will take hours. But if you do want to learn more about your inner powers and explore some powerful meditations, I encourage you to look into Dr. Joe Dispenza's teachings. There's so many information on YouTube and your mind will be blown because his teachings are just so intense and so complex. Now, back to the topic, you know, human problems and suffering exists because we forget our inner selves by focusing on our external world, about the bills we have to pay, about the things that we need to do that we should have done. There's so many things that we suffer from nowadays. And when you're spiritually self-aware, we see our surroundings differently. We don't see culture, nationality, color, religion, but rather spiritual beings like brothers and sisters of the human species. We don't see our neighbor as separate from us, but in the real world, that's obviously not the case. You know, with the social injustice and the divide between ethnic groups, religions and cultures. Now, you certainly don't need to be spiritual to be a decent human being. And as long as you do good, be good have a growth mindset, and find a way to be of service to the world, you're doing a great job. I always say, if you're Christian, be the best Christian. If you're Muslim, be the best Muslim. If you're not part of any religion, just be the best person as you can be every day of your life. There's so many different stigmas around the word spirituality and how it's woo-woo, magic, witches, but it's such a diverse community. And to me, spirituality means having that divine connection to source, to God, whatever you call it, and finding tools to help me maintain that divine relationship. And I do that through numerous ways, meditation, yoga, my spiritual coaching, praying, music, and writing, dancing. It's beautiful because there's so many different avenues that you can choose that works for you. Nothing is or will ever be forced on you. What you're essentially doing is surrendering to higher power. It's, it's your way of communicating with the divine. And it's always so comforting when I pray, when I sing, when I'm in the flow of things, including with this podcast and the messages that I'm channeling because I'm able to use what's given to me. I'm able to express through my voice and my wisdom, and it's really a feeling that you can't explain. It's just flowing through you. You can look at it in many different perspectives. Like for me, every time I get out of, say, a bad relationship, after the grieving process, right, I start to pray. That's the first thing I do. I always pray for some reason because it gives me comfort. 
I meditate and that sense of feeling that everything will be okay and letting go of fears and negative emotions to a higher power is what helps me. It might not be that way for you, but that's the fun of it, right? You get to see what's in store for you, what your journey will be like. In my meditations, when I'm having a bad day, I'll meditate, come back to my breath, and then I'm back in alignment almost instantaneously. It's not going to be like that right away. It takes practice and dedication, I'm telling you right now, but it is so worth it. If you want it bad enough, you will do it. I make it a non-negotiable every single day. I dedicate two hours for my spiritual practices. Now, your meditation can look different from mine. It's not always just sitting with your eyes closed and chanting in Sanskrit, but maybe it's exercise, walking in nature, even when you're taking a shower. Can you be fully present in your shower without daydreaming? At any moment, you're truly being present with what you're experiencing with no thoughts or judgments. You are meditating. If you know me personally, you know that I am a huge advocate for meditation, especially for someone like me who was always easily triggered, irritated, impatient. Not only was overthinking a normal mental activity for me, I suffered greatly from being a perfectionist. I have a lot of energy and my mind wanders from one task to the next and I can go on all freaking night. And I used to think multitasking was one of the best skills ever, okay, which I took pride in. And if you've ever seen me work, you know I thrive doing many things at once, really fast, and it gives me a sense of fulfillment. Now that later on reflected on the quality of my work, obviously, and my weekly burnouts, but meditation has helped me recover from that. And millions of people, especially successful entrepreneurs like Oprah, Tony Robbins, Lewis Howes, even Michael Jordan, have turned into that state of presence, uh, of being, and have dedicated their success through self-discovery and mindfulness just by tapping into presence, into stillness. It's so important to come back to the present moment throughout the day, to stop doing and start being. And you'd be surprised at how much you live your life in the past or future by your ability to act with no thoughts whatsoever and be fully immersed in the moment. Can you eat without watching something or slow enough to be focused on your food, swallowing everything before you take another bite? Now, for some people, it's really freaking hard. I know it's freaking hard for me. I'm always watching something when I'm eating. Can you jog or walk outside without any music on, without any thoughts, and just be fully enveloped by the presence of your environment? When's the last time you walked and really felt the breeze? Like, kiss your face, appreciate the birds chirping, and recognize how still the trees are. Or are you just trying to get from point A to point B so it's over and done with? We're always in a rush. I challenge you to be present in as many activities as you can because the more you do it, the faster that becomes your natural state. No more stress about the past. No more anxiety about the future. It is a work in progress, but it's possible because that presence is what you truly are. You just got to remember and take off you know, all these layers of programming. So spiritual awakening is an individual process because when you begin to awaken, you feel inclined to help others awaken too. And trust me on this, you cannot force anyone to wake up. 
You just can't. I've tried because I used to be a people fixer. I attracted a lot of people who needed fixing, and I'm the type of person to want to do it. Of course, in the past, I was unaware of this. I just kept doing it. But as I became more self-aware, I was like, oh my god, this needs to stop. Because people who aren't ready to wake up will simply not wake up because they feel better off staying in their comfort zone in all that they know. The problem with this is how limited you're living your life. So all you can really do if you're going through this spiritual awakening journey is lead by example in hopes that it will spark a curiosity in others. And it will, even if it's one or two people in your life. Be that leading example. And you don't have to do it alone. There is a community of light workers and light leaders all over the planet helping others in their spiritual journey to ascend to higher levels of consciousness. So many. All you have to do is embrace that discomfort and reach out. Reach out to people who are already going through it. And if you ask yourself, like, when will you be ready? Probably never. I certainly wasn't ready for mine. Usually it's when people hit rock bottom that they'd go through a spiritual awakening, you know, when they're physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted from their life. Do they stop and finally hold that space for stillness, for such a realization to occur because that's all that is left? But you don't have to wait for everything to fall apart to recognize this. There is a greater purpose for all of us than to just work, say, a miserable 9-to-5 job until we get old enough to retire and then die. We are here to live to play and to evolve, not to take life so seriously, but we forget that. We already know how vast this universe is that we cannot simply fathom it with our rational thinking. So there's got to be something bigger. I've always been the rebel in my family. Now growing up in a very religious Catholic home who have very loving parents that I know just wants the best for me, it still limited me in a lot of ways, of course. I refused to follow the rules because I had this addiction of wanting to explore and live in a way I haven't before. We all have that phase. Maybe not, but I, I certainly did. And even though I got in a lot of trouble, I thank every moment I had such impulses because you know that childlike wander that I've followed throughout my whole life is what stopped me from going back to school to do something my heart did not resonate with. You know, just because everyone else was getting that degree and getting that perfect job, it's what stopped me from pursuing unhealthy personal relationships, leaving toxic environments, and now has helped me unlock my own capabilities and potential by dropping what I think I was and what people wanted me to be. I started to ask the bigger questions, like, who am I? What is my purpose? What is my calling? What is out there? Now I live my life like a free soul, knowing that I'm able to do anything that is in alignment with my soul's purpose, helping people do the same. Not limited by my mind, but instead growing in the most expansive, loving ways. So spiritual awakening is about unlearning the programming that you've held onto your whole life. Mastering the basics again, mastering your mind, transforming the world from the inside out. Because you are not the body who has a soul. You are the soul who is flowing through the body. You are light. You are love. And anything you're not, your soul repels. That's why when we hurt people, have judgments, and take life too seriously, you're essentially just projecting out your internal world. And how does that feel? But when we help others have compassion and are kind, we feel amazing, right? Your intuition, your higher self is 
with you always. It communicates through feelings, so pay attention to what arises in your body. Pay attention to your dominant thought patterns. Pay attention to how you're truly feeling. Ask yourself, every single night, over the last 24 hours, have I been a peaceful soul? Or have I forgotten my truth because of outside influences? Pay attention to who you surround yourself with, the media you consume, the food that you eat, because this all reflects the trajectory of how your life is going to look like in the years to come. The soul is always able to achieve its natural state of bliss very easily. We just have to remember and come back to the most important thing we have, which is our breath. When you're self-aware, you're able to create your own thoughts and emotions and your desires change from shallow materialistic things to expansive cravings for the highest good of all. Now, don't get me wrong, abundance is your birthright. You can want the shiny things and enjoy the luxurious options, but it no longer becomes a priority. When you remember your true nature as the soul, you begin to experience a deep sense of connectedness with everything that exists. I used to laugh at hippies, okay? And the tree huggers and the super zend out people who talk like they just smoke a shit ton of marijuana. But yo, I get it. If you want to feel profound peace, go stand or sit beside a big tree in silence. No thoughts, just pure stillness. Float on your back in the ocean and let the waves carry you. Just being one with the ocean, there's no, ugh, there's no explanation for that feeling. Because you can't explain that kind of presence. It is everywhere. It's in you and me. It's in the things you use every day. It's in the food that you eat. So if you're waiting for the world to go back to normal, you're going to wait forever. We know that more and more people are awakening to their truth all over the planet and the least that we can do is to spread awareness and integrate the knowledge that we have learned into our lives. Because we know that knowledge without integration is useless. We need to tap into our wisdom. You can read all the self-help books that you want, watch all the inspiring planet climate change documentaries, but if you're not doing anything with what you've learned, you are simply part of the problem. Spiritual awakening is a journey. You're not going to be perfect. Some days you will wake up and feel like your shadow seemed to have taken over, but remember that you're always in control. True free will is awakening to the metaphysical fact that you are light, soul, energy, and the powerful co-creator of your life with God. You are the extension of the universe. You're literally made of stardust. You're not separate from what you see around you. We're all connected, just like all the trees in the forest are all connected down in the roots. You're no better or worse than anybody else in this planet. You have the ability to do more, maybe, or maybe not. But imagine how our world could look like or could be like if we just remember who we really are. So I hope this encourages you to do your part in the collective because we all have a unique part to play. Or even just learn more about how you can incorporate spirituality in your life. Don't be afraid to leave your comfort zone. Life is supposed to be exciting, so explore the areas in your life where you feel called to. I used to be worried about what people would think of me talking about these things, but honestly, I don't care. 
because this is my calling. I'm here to share. I'm here to spread awareness. I'm here to change people's lives. Like I've changed mine. And if you want to learn more about how you can kickstart your healing journey and stop attracting what you don't want in your life and take it to the next level by mastering your mind, awakening to your soul's purpose and manifesting the abundance that we are all capable of, shoot me a message on Instagram at it's Mary Q. That is I-T-S-M-A-R-Y-Q. And I'll be more than happy to help you become more aware of underlining roadblocks you may be facing. This is my forte. I love helping people with shadow work and have helped so many incredible souls step into their full potential through extensive training and personal experience. And so if you resonated with my message today and would like to learn more, please don't hesitate to message me and be open to receiving guidance. I know people are very uncomfortable to ask for help, but I remember the days when I was so closed off, wanting to do everything on my own. And until I worked with mentors and coaches is when I truly recognize what's been stopping me from living the life that I wanted and that I was capable of. Because sometimes all we need is a different perspective. So thank you so much again for tuning in. I hope I did okay on my first podcast and I truly hope this served you. I am sending you so much love, Satnam and Namaste. Namaste.